Yes. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, by all, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Word Snake Life. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. So we took a week off there, folks, to discuss some scheduling stuff, but we are back now and uh, with some, some new content to talk about. On Netflix, uh, I think the three of us... This, this is a relatively new, I guess, series, you would call it. It says, Netflix classifies it all, all as kind of like the same thing. It says season one. It's called, I believe it's called Love, Death, and Robots. It's like, it's like the Animatrix. And it's it's very much, if anybody back in the early 2000s, I think 2005 maybe, or maybe even less than before then, there was a uh, an anthology of fan-made anime called the Animatrix, which kind of did backstories about like the Matrix. May have done some I think the, some some things even after the Matrix had came out, like this they, they like tried to progress some of the story further. But I don't think with any of the intellectual properties of the Matrix, as far as there were no I don't think like Neo no, or Morpheus. Actually, there actually is there was there was one short that had Trinity is like one of the primary characters and it's basically the story of this private investigator trying to track her down oh okay and they were gonna they were gonna bring him out but the agents finally tracked it like the agents were using him to kind of grab her and you know spoilers (laughs) well it's the animatrix and it came out like 10 15 years ago so you know like that's the kind of that's the thing is that he's just kind of like the hard-boiled don on his luck pi and he ends up having to get killed because the agents are trying to take him over gotcha um so this Love, Death, and Robots is similar in the fashion that it's I, I don't it's it's not fan made. It's clearly it's super high quality um, animation. Um, so there are definitely have to be some professional studios involved. And I I recognized that there were some quasi maybe fringe famous people doing some of the voiceover work. I don't know who the most famous people were in there. I haven't didn't I'm still watching the series to be honest with the anthology whatever you want to call it. Um, but I do know Trace. I see is pulling up somebody on that's uh, what's what's the actress's name? Trace uh, Samira Wiley. <coughs> Samira and, Wiley, and I recognized her. She's she was on the lo- the one of the yeah. I don't know how vignette. You I don't her know name. how you describe Palsy it. Episode Washington was her character. Yeah, it was Lucky Thirteen. Yes. Yeah, yep. that, that's what I recognized her from. And Sean and I were watching it, and she was kind of like, you know her. Like yeah. she's like you've you've seen her in other stuff. Yeah, but her being in it wasn't what struck me as odd. What struck me as odd is that she was a CGI do- uh, body double. That's what struck me as odd. Her entire character was computer animated. You know, come on, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're see. Gonna... So this is like, and this is why, like, we definitely want. I want to talk about this, and I, I highly um, recommend anyone checking it out. Like, not not spoiler alert by any means, but like. Full disclosure, this is animated. However, it is not appropriate for children. It has a T T T A M A rating or T whatever T V M A T V M A. However, I would say this is if you had to go on kind of movie rating system, this is absolutely NC seventeen. Some of the some of the episodes. Yeah, some of the episodes. There are, there's penis almost in almost almost every episode. <laughs> not everyone, but almost everyone. There's penis. Um, there's boobs in almost every episode 
there are there's sex in a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that you would see in a softcore porn. I would right. say, yeah, it's definitely softcore. Like, there's no penetration shown. Yeah, some of them though, like um, uh, the one with the farmer. I don't believe there to be the um, the sex in it, but it did have the language. Yeah, yeah, and the language is most of the, the, the most it was, part. It was it was it was the Overwatch animated style war story. Yeah, but most of them from from like a child content perspective or a child appropriateness perspective, most of them used the term uh, motherfucker very yes. freely. Yeah, the the language definitely is inappropriate for children. There's a lot of gore in a lot of it, which is highly inappropriate for for children, I think as well. But that being said, I sound like I'm bagging on it. I'm not bagging on it. You gotta inoculate them because you know that stuff's. We're gonna live in that world soon enough, anyways. Come on, that's true. But the thing that I really, there were some episodes that pushed. It looks like the boundaries of the technology mm-hmm. to, to use to be. It's it's almost like, and Trace, you had made a post I think on Facebook about, and I think this is what about like when I said like you know we talked about how or was it Tracer Gunner? One of you made a post that said you know we talked about how long before like a fully CGI actor is actually in a movie and and there's no more like actor, and you may have said like ten years, but like judging from some of this footage, like the one where I think it's set in. Thailand, it looks like, or maybe an Asian country. I'm not really sure. It wasn't. I don't think it was specific as what country, but with like the the murder, the the murder happened and the woman's getting chased. Did you did you see yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah. I, there were points where I was like, "Is this a real person mm-hmm. or is this animated?" Like it's clearly it's clear that there is some animation because of the artistic flair. Right. You couldn't tell if it was a like like a video effect put on top of real footage. Right. Or if yeah. Exactly, and and it was kind of like I'm. I pride myself on usually being able to tell. Like I can tell that's fake, and there were times where I honestly could not tell. Like, is it just somebody putting a little highlights on a on an actual human that's actually doing this stuff? Like the movement was so realistic that I, I mean, I assume it had to be it, right? Like it had to be. I mean, like the 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 big holdup at this point is just getting enough CPU power to throw at stuff like that and. For real reels, we're already there. I mean, you got, I, I mean, like, it, it's it's kind of crazy just because the, the, the big thing now on the graphics side is just throwing all this AI stuff that they've done over the last couple of years at the hardware level. Like, um, we, 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 maybe, maybe something we're talking about a little later here, but, uh, like, there's already demos right now where they're doing live scene restructuring. Like they're applying tech, you know, like they're, the machine learning is basically building light maps out of live video feeds and reinserting images over the top of it. It's like uh, open art AML or some machine learning or something like that. But they can they can actually just you know it, it's it's like it's like the next step up from those football ads where they have like the dynamic manners and stuff like that but you have a facebook stream or you have a live stream on youtube or something like that and they can dynamically alter the content of that that video in real time the one that creeped me out was uh beyond the aquila rift i think that's how you pronounce it and the um one of the main characters, and I don't want to say protagonist or antagonist, I don't want to give any of it away, um, but one of the main characters in it... Um, Beings of interest. Yeah, is is uh, is this this female um, space traveler, 
that you know some of the crew um, had had already known, and <clears throat> some of the gestures, the nuances, the mannerisms, I've never seen this level of 3D animation before. It was so realistic that just like you were talking about with the one that was running um, from the man, uh, except in this case, like the lighting, the skin tone, there was a scene where, where she bends over and she's kind of talking into this guy's ear and I'm watching her necklace and the way that her necklace just subtly falls due to gravity, the way that her dress quivers, the way that her lips move and they zoom in on her mouth and you can't actually see the computer animation when they zoom in. The only, the only real, real reason you, you can tell that she's computer animated, there's a couple of body movements you can tell look a little bit artificial but for the most part it's because in certain lighting things like her eyes come out a little bit brighter than they're supposed to be now the rest of the cast though you can tell that they're animated they're very very well done but it's like a good video game her i had a very difficult time it's like the entire animation that, you know, studio was focusing on her well you know and there there's a certain there's a certain thematic reason yeah i was wondering if like that, that's what i was but, thinking like um, did they do that kind of purposely no spoilers. No spoilers yeah, you guys are getting a little bit into the spoiler of it. Um, you're saying that 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 it contributes a little bit to the plot to make her a little bit more realistic. Yes, absolutely. Um, that whether that's true or not, it terrifies me. It actually makes me feel uncomfortable because I work in the insurance industry by day, and how easy would it be for somebody to falsify evidence, dude? Uh, you don't even need that. Like I'm not, and I'm not gonna. This is gonna go down a little bit of a different path, but we're gonna come right back to Love, Death, and Robots. You heard about the Tom Ford thing, right? No. Tom Ford is a uh, designer. Like he designs. He's high fat. I think of high fashion. His clothes are super, super expensive. Um, a tweet got posted, not mm-hmm. from Tom Ford's account, but mm-hmm. it was a picture of Tom Ford, and uh-huh. it said Tom Ford colon and then quotation marks. I would never allow. I would never dress Melania Trump. Um, you know, as, as the gist of it was, and the the word used was, she's just a high paid escort mm-hmm. um, that steals other people's speeches or something like that. Was the gist of it. Uh-huh. So this caused some crazy backlash from the left and the right. People on the right saying, you know, you're a piece of shit, like this and that. We'll never, uh, you know, call into boycott. You people on the left that were saying like. Well, I guess I'm going to get with Tom Ford. Even celebrities, like like 50 Cent was like, you know, fuck Gucci. Like, I'm buying time Tom Ford now, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, he never fucking said anything like that. The statement he made from like 2012 or something was, I wouldn't dress Melania, but I also wouldn't dress Hillary if she had won. Because, frankly, my clothing is super expensive and... Candidates and, and people in the public eye want to see more relatable to the everyday person. And my clothes, you know, aren't really intended for the everyday person because of the price point or whatever. No words of escort, no like inflammatory stuff. But dude, for like the better part of a day, right? This guy didn't even say this, and it wasn't even like a well, 
a, an altered or edited fucking tweet. Mm-hmm. It was literally just somebody spewed garbage through his a picture of his name, yeah. sent it out, and it went viral. And like he was judged in the public eye. Yeah, but isn't that more about? I I, I see where you're going. Isn't that more about um, the planting of information? Well, like what what scares me about about this this body double problem is that these. People look just like these people, right? And the, the birthmarks are where the birthmarks are. The varicose veins are where the varicose veins are. If they got one toenail that's too long, it looks like that person. And if you think about like um, like when a store's robbed or when, uh, when there's a car accident or when there's a slip and fall, the footage that's supplied as evidence is generally given from some type of recording device that's not even close to HD standards, right? Yeah. It's sometimes color. A lot of the time is black and white, grainy. How hard is it for us to falsify this evidence if if the animation studios, and and several of them, right? It's not like one animation studio did all of the episodes um, on Netflix. How hard would it be for them to falsify that evidence? All you need is you just need access to the video camera. One of my one of my friends used to talk about the, because you know it's it's funny how like you're you're talking about this now and this was like conversations I was having with somebody back like early two thousand and we used to you know there used to be the joke and we used to call it the listener's license and the listener's license was basically kind of like this persistent online ID. And just like how you have to, you have to like provide ID to get like a, a like a SIM card for a phone now. Like you can't get a burner. Is that they're gonna have to cryptographically embed signatures in all of the video streams that like get posted to stuff, right? So they can trace it back to an original. Like I'm the owner right. of the, I'm the owner of this device. Yeah. Here's the very, you know, like we, we you do it with H, like my. My father's That's TV the way flipped. My father's TV flipped out the other night because the fucking the 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 Roku wouldn't exchange HDMI certificates right with the TV, so we had to go back and do people, a reboot. On people all don't of it. know that either. People don't know that HDMI is an encrypted stream. Um, actually, the PEM file in in in, in computer file encryption encryption stands for private exchange mail. And the idea was was that if you had if I had a private key and I shared the other half the public key with you, Gunner, then you could validate the body of the message of the email, mm-hmm. and there'd be a signature. ASC attached to the email and you would know that it came from me and that it wasn't altered what's interesting is that technology has been used for a lot of things except for email there are some people that yep. use it with email and they have email clients that will validate the signatures but yeah that's a good point it's it's knowing the source now in case of Twitter the problem with Twitter I think is that you have the ability to delete and nobody has the ability to dispute so if if Let's say let's say Arnold. I I follow Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I and he said and he says something racist. I want to take a screenshot of that because I know it's going to be deleted soon. And then I share the screenshot of that on my Twitter and say, I can't believe Arnold Arnold said these things. Then all of a sudden, there's back, backlash. Arnold goes and deletes that post. <coughs> the only evidence left that he posted is my screenshot. So in the case in, in the in the situation that you're describing, Wade, it makes sense that people are going to jump on the bandwagon. Because if they know this guy or they've seen the, the the history of the speeches with this guy, some of them might actually believe it. Others that don't know him might actually start liking him because of this controversial. That's exactly content. what happened. And but there's no way to dispute it, and that's I think is one of that's a pretty big problem with social media. There should be certain people that are given moderator access inside Twitter. They're just like 
like a notary public style person. They promise, you know, under oath that they won't share the information that they have access to, but they can see deleted tweets so that they can help with the media and they can help reverse some of these problems. Twitter knows whether or not it was posted, but it takes an act of Congress in order to 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 find out through Twitter whether or not this was posted. Well, like one way to potentially fix this, and I really don't want to jump on social media, although we're going to talk about social media a little bit later on anyway. Um, if it's a if it's a famous person, and not even a famous person, if it's posing as information that a person said. Then it should go to that person, person to be personally to be vetted and not allowed to be posted until that person well, no, says, now, "Yeah, now, okay, now, I approve now this." You, now you've made an individual responsible for the firehouse of. Well, what's what's interesting about that way is that's the way the media used to work. Well, that I mean, the media used to be terrified to post false news. Yes, correct. Well, yeah, because they're you know, well, well, but they were they're defamation. Actually, but they were properly that, staffed back then. Well, this goes back to that listener's license thing, where effectively, any time that a, a piece of content is being tagged with, with 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 an attribute, you know, because again, this is this gets into this gets into like the whole. How do you practically implement a concept of free speech, uh, in a? hostile and antagonistic environment where people will deliberately attempt to 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 harm you with it twitter could by, do it though imit- well, they, do it they could put a small qr did you, did you they could see- put a small qr that's 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 like one pixel off you know it's just slightly off color your eyes wouldn't yeah. see it they could throw a qr at the bottom it could act as a signature and they would know whether or not it came from that person did you did you see the Joe Rogan. Oh, what was it? I did. Yeah, the, the well, one where they were, they had the, the he had the Twitter reporter on. The, he had the investigative investigative reporter, and he had the the Twitter CEO and his like le- head of legal. Yeah. Yeah, and they looked. The people on Twitter looked like fucking idiots, essentially. Well, because really? Jack is like, j- j- yeah. like it, it, it. It comes down to it is that none of the people who have made these platforms should ever have been trusted with building a platform like this, but like, either from nefarious or just general. You got lucky. I mean, how easy is it to sabotage someone? Let's say you have, let's say you have um, some video footage of their living room. You can use this, you can use this body double technology to, you know, have a video of your wife cheating with you. There's so many. Th- there's Typically so many. They don't cheat with you. They cheat well, on you. Well, no, I on mean, like, yes. <laughs> well, you, you never know. My wife cheating yeah, with that's you. true. But then, is it cheating? Well, I, I mean, if it's parallel, if it's parallel Earth wife, then yes. I mean, or, I, I don't guess. Know. Well, no, because that's a different person. Well, a different... What, what if it's your wife's identical twin? What if what if it's your that's identical still twin? Yeah, it's still. What if it's you pretending to be your identical twin? Who's the fucked up it's person still there? It's still cheating. It's still cheating. Is it? Isn't it easier if I just correct the sentence and say cheated on instead of cheating? I really with. just want to go down this rabbit hole of. In, no, in a, in no, a, no, no, no. Gunner, no, I'm no, with no. you. I want to go down that rabbit hole too. The problem is that Wade uh, Wade seems to be knocking down all of your suggestions. No, but that's I'm, knocking because, down, I'm not knocking down all of your suggestions. That suggestion, because I know where it's going. We're going to multiple universes. No. And then like moral standing. But on it doesn't multiple. change though. What's what, that? What, what, it still doesn't change because, like you sex, said, Wade, what it's if it's still a sex robot of you that is just pr- consistently synced to what exactly you're thinking at then that Then it's moment. not you, so you're not cheating. Does with your wife you. know that it's a sex robot? Do you know that it's a sex robot? Yes. Do you know that you are a sex robot? Gunner? Do you know that you are a sex robot? Did you know that your penis is Trace's microphone? 
Do you know that my microphone <laughs> is Trace's penis? <laughs> Do you know that my penis is not a microphone? I'm backing off my microphone now. <laughs> I'm embracing mine. Okay, so that, well, there we go. Derail the sweet. <laughs> only took uh, derail complete. I, I just minutes. I just think that the implications are very dangerous, and and it's not to me. It's not whether or not this is going to be used to falsify evidence. Target. This is how how many occurrences have happened, and the world is blind to it. I right feel now. that like if I don't, and I don't know why, and this is probably really unfair on a certain level, but I feel like. Russia's already like hardcore into this, like developing this shit. No, they, they already do. I mean, like, do it, they? It, 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 it's this is like this stuff was talked about again, like around 2000. Like, there's a whole, there's, there is a whole like crazy fucking textbook about like uh, basically Russia in the 21st century. How do these, yeah, how, and it's, it's rise, how to, it's planned to rise to power and destabilize. The West, by, by 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 the by the use of the the usurpation and you know uh, the flat earthers have got to be loving this too. I mean, like what right? Because they... because they've been claiming for a long time that the footage of the Earth has been falsified. Oh, God. If the technology is getting there to, in order to falsify some of this evidence, then it's just another checkbox next to their argument. I, I'm I'm a firm proponent. Of I'm flat a firm Earth. proponent of just like let you know like if if you kind of invested in that stuff, that's great. So while we get all the cool like while we get all this cool like fucking space travel, cyber post human technology, you guys can go fucking sit there and jerk off with MREs and have have a have a day. Have two fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. No, you're perfectly entitled to your opinion. It's wrong. And when good, you, good, 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 good luck surviving in a hostile and trying Earth I, I, that's complete, complete, more completely and totally incompatible with with sustaining. Uh, I don't know. Less of, flexible human life. Speaking of MREs and sustainability, um, and I'm about a year behind on this trend, but since it's on Netflix, I'm fine getting on it now. Is the uh, the Doomsday Preppers? Have you guys oh, seen yeah. any of this stuff? I've, I've, uh, I've. Uh, I actually subscribe to one YouTube channel, a guy that is, he's not like a massive prepper. Like these people that I think prep, and this is opinion, so you guys absolutely chime in on yours. People that prep with like a fucking bunker Mm -hmm. are only prepping for like nuclear fallout, which is a possibility for sure. But I think it's a really shitty um, uh, strategy. I think you need right. to be on the move and you need to be nomadic. Well, if what's some interesting shit is Dooms- like comes- Doomsday it's- Preppers, the, the, the TV show, takes it from all of those angles that you're describing. They have one that's about whether or not you can defend yourself in the event that somebody comes after your stuff. They have a, You need to have a place to, to, to leave and go to in case the place that you're at gets compromised. And what they do is they have a scaling, they, they have a grading system. I think it's like 0 to 20. And there's five of them. And... Um, after they add them up, they tell you how long you would be able to live if you just had the resources that you have when, when quote unquote doomsday comes. So what you're describing, Wade, the the show covers that very well. Okay. They they what's interesting to me is some of the, the the words that they use as if they're everyday words, and I've never heard them in my life. Like number one is bug out. Yeah, bug out. Yeah, I, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just for some reason I think of a whole bunch of bugs when I hear that. Maybe I just don't hang hang around people that bug out enough. I, I just don't hear it. I think it's a military term. It's I think a military it was popularized term. by 
like like we need to bug out well, marines no, bug out oh yeah like, i mean like it's it's kind of you know again the bug out do you have your bug out bag packed yeah do you have your bug out bag ready the other thing is i actually um, don't know you should in full disclosure i do not the other thing is dirty bomb yeah dirty bomb that's from like some of all fears i think is the first uh, time i heard that um I mean, and probably way before that for, but it got <clears throat> around for yeah because it's, it's, it it's, reminds it's, me of a bunch of dirt dust falls and makes everything look a little dirty it's like a cheap a radioactive it's it's not i mean it's not a, it's, it's te- an air, technically it's, it's a, not a nuke it's it, like an atomic it, bomb it's, but it's, it's technically classed as an impromptu aerial denial weapon because you know like you know you, you, you have two you have two you have two ones which are kind of, you know, you have what to call active and passive. And active is like fucking those crazy cluster bomb landmines that like go around and re-fucking jigger themselves when one goes off. And then you have passive, which is like, yeah, you know, like a, like a, like a, bi, you know, like a, bio, a, a biologically acting one, either like radiation or germs or poison. Or yeah, something. most of these guys, it was it was radiation that they were trying to prepare for. So they were concerned about the wind direction and stuff yeah. like that. Um, a group, a group <laughs> of them me. got together in New York City. And the interesting thing about that was they were trying to escape the city and make it over the bridges. And they knew that when Katrina happened, the bridges were closed after a certain amount of time. So they needed to make it to those bridges. That was their benchmark. And it's crazy because like one of these women that's, that's part of this, um, this prepping group, She's really not used to running, nor am I. She's not used to running like, you know, 11 miles. So something it's supposed to take her two hours to do ends up taking her like the entire night. She didn't have a bike? Um, she, she didn't, although some of them in the same group did. And they actually stole bicycles during the, I mean, I'm sure they were staged. Right. But they quote unquote stole bicycles. So they came with with bolt cutters or whatever, stole bikes. And then those guys were using bikes and I believe they were making it, but they ended up going a different direction. They ended up going like, like towards Jersey and hopping in little boats. Like they had, yeah, would have had like a inflatable raft or yeah. whatever, put with maybe some, some small motors. There, or something. Um, there's a documentary that was done by Werner Herzog called at the end of the earth. Uh-huh. And it's about all of the, it's basically about the, Antarctic research station like they they primarily focus on the American one McMurdo I mean there's a couple others but there's and it's just like it's it's just seeing the people who kind of like the kind of people it takes to work there and one of the guys there and I can't remember his name but he was a former Soviet Union resident and you know you talk about the bug out bag but literally that is it like he has a bag with him at all times he has the boat because that is literally how he got out of the soviet union was like he just did his thing day in day out and then like one day when he just saw that it was like this is the moment of weakness of the oppressor as it were he just fucking blew that boat up and fucking dude (laughs) go down to like but it's real it's like that that shit like he did it and like that shit will never not be real to him because he's prepped to do it at any moment some of these guys like they pack charcoal in a bag and then what they processes yeah and what they do is they just find an old bottle on the side of the road they pick it up and they they can they're use they they smash up their own charcoal filter. They use like a T-shirt, and then they filter the um they filter the water and drink it. And they're actually doing it during the prepping. Those types of things I think are pretty smart. I mean, it, it's all it's all smart if if you need it, right? 
it's all perceived as smart well, if you're the guy the that funny survives. Thing that I, I, the thing that I find funny is, I, so there are some like, uh, there are some of the people that are literally just hardcore preppers that recognize that when the shit hits the fan, money means dick. Right. It means nothing. But you do have a lot of these people that have these like luxury bunkers. Mm-hmm. It's just you're you're going you're <laughs> those people. You're gonna last for a little bit, yeah, and then you're fucking done because. Yeah. Money means nothing, and you've relied on it your entire life to essentially cushion yourself and live in a bubble. And that's what you're trying well, to do right. moving forward, and it will never work. Yeah. You saw you saw the thing where they're talking about, like, the the, the investment bankers there, but there was a—I I wish I could remember the dude's name. He's a—I don't want to say futurist, but he's like a—he's kind of—he's he, he, one, one of those guys who works at, like, the think tanks— Okay. And it was like he had met with he was talking about how he had met with a couple of different groups of like you know, we you, you get the one percent, you know, like the actual the actual people the actual people who own things. Yeah. You know, like not not like rich. I mean like legit well like wealthy. unbelievably wealthy. Not yes, rich like but Co- wealthy. You know, the Coke the Coke brothers sure. and their immediate direct reports. And he was talking with them, and he was kind of like thinking, like, okay, I, I really want to focus on like, um, you know, like here's 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 opportunities for investment for technology. You know, like here here's what here's like what I see happening in the next twenty years as far as like advancement of the human condition and stuff like that. And all they wanted to talk about was, do you think that Curse Wiles right, and we're going to be able to upload our brains to computers and like get off this planet? And if I have to build, you know, like how do how do I, you know, how do I secure my bunker, and like make sure that my security force doesn't turn against me, and like is there a way that you can like have a bo- like a, like an explosive implanted in someone like long term, and not be because like this is, like I you know like part of it is like I don't know if it's like we're legitimately like kind of just subconsciously picking up on the fact that we're really fucked. Or if it's disaster porn, you know, like people people want to people want the bad thing because in their their pitching, you know, like it, it, I I used to I used to there's an anime series called um, Fist of the North Star. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you know uh, parts which is Road, yeah. Road Warrior, but you know, like because everybody, you know, and again, it's like it's this weird thing where like it's the it's the parallel to the Batman problem, which is that everyone like for some reason like for most part the most part adolescent boys when they read Batman comics always picture themselves capable of being Batman if they just spent enough time trying to, do, you know, like, if I really just spent the time training well, and doing the fairness, thing. Well, in fairness, I think it's, there's, it's a little divisive. I think that was kind of the intention of DC when they created the character. Yes, but, but, but you know, but, but it, it's kind of the same thing, is that everybody has, like, this, or I shouldn't say everybody, but there's this, there's this, like, there's one thing to have a fantasy, and it's another to actually let it direct the course of your daily life. True. And unfortunately, it's the paradox, which is that people who have the most power, direct power, or the ability to influence in their daily lives, don't value the thing that they can do as far as what that it influences. They think about they think about the fantasy because they've achieved they've achieved the primary. You know, like it's a coping behavior. And, and and I mean it depends on on the prepper. Like when you watch them, some of them are just Sorry. like Sorry. some some. You don't have to apologize, but some of them are like they're serious. Like like hey, we got to have a strong militia. I need people I can trust, and I need I need to know that that I'm going to be you know I'm going to have a guy that can farm 
because all the rice that I that I keep is only going to last us for the first 12 months. I need somebody who can continue to farm stuff so that we can continue to live after the first 12 months. Um, some of the guys are like, they specialize in like recomposting their own waste. And he can have like a whole greenhouse that's indoors that, that works off of that works off of human waste. And like, that's what kind of makes it cool is that you see some of these people actually are, they're really saying, hey, we want to keep agriculture. We want to keep electricity. But in order for us, in order for us to, to, to have those amenities, um, we need people that, that specialize in that. But the thing is, is that I think we all wake up every day and we're like, man, it's nice we have electricity. Like we still know that, fortunately. Yeah. I don't know if the next generation will know it, but we know it. We know that it's really nice to have electricity. It's really nice to have communication and internet. So, you know, I think part of it is a natural survival. It's like, you know, what, what, how will I, then a lot of them have families, which I don't know if that, if that's like part of the motivating factor. I think it's probably a driving force. Like they have, they have something that they have to. It's not only do you have to a watch your like prep for yourself in an extremely harrowing and stressful situation, but you also on top of that, which I would find, gosh, even just thinking about it stresses me out a little bit. I have to figure out how to keep my family safe as well. Like I think about like my sister, and it's like, dude, we got the kids and stuff. Like, you know, they can't even fend for themselves really. Like, yeah, like it's. It's, I, I would imagine that that would be a, a highly motivating factor in some of these people and fuels their paranoia a little bit because I'm sure some of them, you, I don't think you become a doomsday prepper uh, and, get, and get so serious that you would go on a television show unless you didn't have a healthy dose of paranoia. And, and, and it's without a doubt, like Gunnar was saying, it becomes an obsession. There's no yeah. doubt about that. A lot of these people, it becomes an obsession. It's It becomes their new hobby. It's their life goal, really. And... It, <sighs> Do you find that they're they're that they're wishing for it almost? No, but they it's all they think about. It's all they think about. So if like, it's all they think about, then are you sure they're not kind of hoping for it? Well, I mean, the, the, just the, for validation alone. Yeah, I mean they'll get the validation. That's the case. Um, a lot of them say they say I don't know if, if I don't know if if doomsday will happen in my lifetime, but if it does, I'll be prepared. And like in sometimes you and this is where I kind of got in some trouble on social media with this. Um, mm. This is where some of their spouses are like, you know, I'm really not in on this whole thing. You know, the spouses are like, no, we have electricity. We have drinking water. Um, if, if, if a bomb goes off, there's a good chance we're just going to be killed by it. Like you're prepping for, for we're downwind from the bomb. You're not prepping for the bomb happening right over our heads. And this, some of the spouses just aren't in on this. And, uh, and I got into some trouble because when I was watching it, I realized that the first, I want to say the first four episodes... All of the men were were married to what what appeared to be immigrants, which to me was strange. I'm like, is there like this? Is there this type? Is there this type of prepper that like? I don't know. Like it was very strange to me. Then once once the the, the second half of the season, it wasn't it wasn't like that. But it was a very strange pattern to me. I'm like, this is a weird. This is a weird. Yeah, pattern. what are the odds? Like, why does this, why does this I mean, one condition keep kind of? Why does it up? keep coming up? Yeah, because it's not a condition you would assume had it would have anything to do with it. Well, right. there's there, there's multiple forks in that whole discussion, and one of those one of those forks is what got me into trouble. I had to take the post it, down. It, Which it, really, you took a post down? I did. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, a, a friend, a co-worker, and a friend of mine um, who happens to have um, uh, married a woman, um, I believe she's from China, she speaks Chinese and English, um, he uh, he replied to me, he's like, he's like, you're insensitive, because I said, I said, has anybody noticed that, <laughs> and this goes into the social justice warrior stuff, before the podcast, Wade, you were talking, I think it was before the podcast, you were talking about um, uh, kind of um, like what you can or can't say, I think we were talking about something like that on social media, but um what I had said was, is that has anybody noticed that these are all like English is the second language for all these wives? What are the chances of this? And I said, and this is where I should have, I shouldn't have said it. I said, um, do you think it's because these preppers are like, you're going to, you're going to get on board with my life, my lifestyle, or I'm shipping you back to your home country. Oh yeah. That's a little, that's a little insensitive. <laughs> that's oh, I mean, that's yeah. a little, no, well, no, but, but, it, but here's it, the, but here but, it does, but is, is it, that edu- educate me on, on immigration? Is that not Leverage. I mean, well, I don't know if you if it's have this, this it's, fucked this, up weird it's, lifestyle. It's absolutely leverage, and here is the kind of thing that I would say. It, it does play. Kind of, it's kind of easy to connect those dots, right? I I I want to say it's because it's it's also like. Um, are you familiar with Art Bell? No. Okay, radio host used to do coast to coast AM, like the queen, the queen, the the. The king, the king slash queen of all conspiracy radio. No. Okay. Art Bell is very old gentleman with a very disturbing mustache. And he had, you know, he was in his late fifties, and he married a Filipino woman in probably her twenties. But it's also like, um. So, not to and again, and we say caveat, not the stereotype. It, it a certain a certain view of the world and your role in it is kind of required to execute, you know, execute fully on this whole survivalist thing, the classic one. And for the most part, um. A lot of a lot of American women nowadays are not from a cultural background that is conducive to kind of that lifestyle. And you say that it's it's not that they're it's not that it's not that they're immigrants. It's that there is a different there is a different background culture for these for these women for these men and the way that they you know like it's kind of. Like you know, for the prep, the prepper thing, the prepper thing is if you want to break it down into kind of social roles, that is the, that is the quintessential guy provider, take care of my family kind of shit. And I mean, you know, like my my parents, that was effectively the point of the farm. I mean, if you want to get into brass, I mean, like you know, we don't have like a freaking you know, like there's no. So so you think it's more around bunker. the idea that hey, I left my home country, I just want food on the table and freedom and i think it's what gunner's trying to that it's more cultural like well i think it's just more of a in other countries that maybe some of these um, women are from some of these spouses are from it's more their culture is significantly different it's maybe closer to what our culture was in the 50s where it was like the male is the provider and the woman is the home keeps the home oh you said you think it's more of a male dominance then i'm not even seeing that it's that 
Well, That's because I, 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 well, you know, because like I, I, I was going straight. I, I know. I was going I know. straight, like you know, like like if you're here on mar- if you're here on marriage, and the marriage falls apart, she's still here. I don't know how does it work. I don't I know how that works. I have a friend. I have a friend. I'm no, not going to name, but once, once, if you've successfully been naturalized via marriage, if you yeah, get divorced, here. you know, like again, is there it a wasn't... certain amount of time though? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, but I mean, it it would be it's it's like months, not years. I think it's years. It's not yeah. years. Well, you know, and let's be let's be real. All that shit got thrown out the door when Mango Mango Mussolini got got you know, and his Pot- crew got, got potentially for sure. There's definitely know, questions, but um, it, 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 it's I'm sorry, but it, I, I'm just I'm just saying that for the most part, because again, it is it is most okay. Maybe I should maybe I should maybe I should be maybe I should disclose something here as a person who has frequented many prepper or you know survivalist boards just. For my own, for my own education. All, all crack Santas are real. Yeah, they're, they're we, preppers. Absolutely, the it's part of the, the it's, it's part of the genetic code. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, but it, again, it's either it's either it's usually older gentlemen. You know, like people people like at my parents' age or young or a little younger, or you know, like or, or more like people from you know, like country people from around here. But you know, it's also like we we just it, it's kind of a it's it's that. Relational background. What? 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 Three years before Three getting years. your green card. Okay, but but it's 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 the thing is is that um they talk about that too is that a lot of it. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to structure the sentence without like fucking. So you, you know you know you know the whole incel thing. Yes. All right. The what? Involuntary 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 celibate. Man. Oh Celibacy. gosh! How are we going there? No, 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 no. <laughs> what, 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 I, what I'm, what I'm, where I'm going is that um, there is a whole separate prosthetic social system that has been created for um, guys who just can't seem to find a. You know, a, a, a partner that has the same kind of opinion. You know, just the, the, the you know, no. I, but you know, it, it's like it's like farmers only. You know, you know, but yeah. you know, you know, I guess the, you know because they, they, there's the whole baggage of like mail or you know, your mail order wives and stuff. I was like waiting that. for it. It's I was for, waiting for I those mean, exact words, words to come out of your mouth. And and I think Gunner, I think that's that's what I was accidentally stepping into, but I wasn't. I was and I wasn't right. I mean, I said well, it insensitively. Well, it's, it's, well, fucking... it, but, but it's also like the problem is, is that that word, the, those 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 three words, are designed to be deliberately like it is. It is rubbing that cat the wrong way have, for the purpose of rubbing that cat the wrong way. Here's a question I posed to you, Trace, that mm-hmm. watched the show. Did you, did you watch the show as well, Gunner? I, I well, I, I saw it back when it was on. Right. Yeah, I'm a little not. late to watching the show. But so it's this on is Netflix, my question so. before. The show, were any of these men extremely successful in their personal lives? Only a handful of them are, are successful. Most of them, um, a lot of them, a lot of them are, are not. A lot of them don't have a lot of money. They're just spending every dollar that they have on prepping. But a lot of them don't. They aren't actually rich. Only a few of them are actually. And how rich. how many of these guys do you think realistically use this this scenario as a coping mechanism for their lack of success? Success, quote unquote, 
in the society that we currently live in? It's difficult for me to say. Um, I'd say there's definitely there's some of them are definitely really really uh, like that. It seems like that's what that's what it's for. It's really it's really a way for them to feel like they've accomplished something. Um, some of them, I feel like it's really they want to be in on something. They want to be part of a community. They want to be part of a group. Um, but that's what was interesting about the first like the first five episodes is that the spouses were so against the grain, right? The husband was doing what he was doing, and the spouses were so against the grain. They're like, they're like, like I don't really want to sit out here and get bitten by mosquitoes. And he's like, well, we got bug spray. And she's like, I just don't understand why we're doing this. Yeah, but it's you, so. But it, I think it's really easy to connect the dots on these men have potential leverage over their wives. Yeah, because there is this kind of condition where it's like, well, you can go back to wherever you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, and that, and here, so you here. find out that's not how it is for everyone, right? But it's weird that the first fu- is that yeah. is that is well, that the show being divisive, here, being like, here, hey, here, discrediting these guys from the get go, essentially? No, and 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 I guess yeah, we follow up with fucking ignorant pig fuck but, American stuff. How many of you know how much how much of your thing too is that from people who grew up in conditions that resemble the reality that you're trying to you know like you know the country you know like you know like we're we're, we're kind of i mean like we're we lived in town and stuff like that but you know it's like it's it's dealing with farm life you know like i i see the prepper thing but i just you know like from living with my grandfather and my like i don't understand like i'm like this is this is perfectly normal what the fuck is what the fuck is the big deal about this but, stuff? <laughs> you know and gunner we all know that you're a prepper um fuck, fuck off. It, but I, I want to beat up this this whole this whole social justice thing a little bit more, Wade, because this is something that 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 we talk about a lot. Yeah. And and and, and this is something that maybe I'm just dated. Don't hum over me. I'm sorry, Gunner. I, I want to hear about your prepping techniques. I know you're going to be walking. I know you're going to have <laughs> sheep and goats with you. Oh shush. During the during the dirty. I just bomb. can't wait till he develops the dune piss and poop suit. <laughs> what do you mean develops it? He's going to be the developed. one composting. He's going to be the one composting everybody's shit. And we're going to, I mean, he is now, right? No, not yet. But you're, you're going to have a composting toilet soon, right? Isn't that part of your yeah. tiny house? So yeah, Goner's going to be so ahead of us. We just got to keep him alive, Wade. That's going to be the trouble. It's keeping him alive. I assume that he's already got some augmentations inside but my question is is at what point does making making a casual observation become like <clears throat> in the case in the case of this post so the the, the the person who again i i i respect this person he's a friend he's an sure. old co-worker um if his wife wasn't chinese would he give a shit <laughs> that that's a good question but yeah. at what point does the does the observation become uh quote unquote stupid right what he said to me was, that's very stupid of you to say, right? And, and, and I knew right off the bat. I knew right off the bat I, I, I kind of so hit, hit a trigger. Re, re, just running through my head again, <coughs> what did you say exactly? Or the gist of what I, you said? I, said? I said, am I the only one that noticed that all of these um, all of these preppers, I was on like episode four or five, all of these preppers are married to, um, to women where English is their second language. And then underneath, I said, I'm going to go to hell for this, but um, are they, and so this was a second post, um, are they uh, Are they like, hey, you know, get on board with prepping, or I'm going to send you back to Kim Jong? 
Okay, okay so, so yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, that's one, a bit more inflammatory. You, yeah, you, <laughs> but yeah, at that totally point, is said. It, you at that totally, point, though, you totally I picked a country coming your way. Yeah, but that. I picked a country where it's very difficult to immigrate from, right? Well, it's impossible essentially unless where, you where jump it, the border. I disclaimed the fact I was going to hell, right? And it was obviously there for satire. Right, you're making a joke. I was trying to make a joke. I realized that that the first question was a legitimate observation. The second one was a joke. Is is making that observation? Does that turn me? Does that turn me into some like like white national? I mean, what? I don't know if see. This is the problem. I think people are so ready to jump on stuff. You made an observation that people couldn't really discredit because it's it was an observation. The first five episodes, it was all women that immigrated to this country and didn't speak English as their first language. Right. Right. That's an observation. It was factual. There's nothing that anybody can dispute that. When you made a joke, the next one, maybe people said, okay, now you're open for attack because you made uh, what some would, would maybe say, okay, that's that's like a lowbrow joke or like a low blow or something like that. you know. But, but, it's- but at what point does the observation become racist? And this is the problem that I have. And this is really this is really about like, like our social interaction and our culture. If I open up an asparagus stand tomorrow and I found out that, that, that 95% of my customers were Muslim, right? And I said, hey, you know, you wouldn't think this, but I'm actually making a killing and it's all thanks to the Muslims, right? That doesn't sound racist, right? No. No, because we know that Muslims have, a, they, they have a, a diet, right? They also have, um, there, there's a lot of Muslims have foods that they may or may not like, but it doesn't sound racist, right? But, but what if you change it just a tiny bit, right? What if you open up and you say, I'm going to do boneless pork. Um, I'm going to do boneless pork. It's going to be chicken fried pork. And I'm going to start a new brand and it's going to be chicken fried pork. It's going to be boneless. And you find out that most of your clientele is black. Now, if you say, hey, you wouldn't believe it, but black people love chicken fried pork. Now, all of a sudden. It does become racist then. All of a sudden, it becomes racist. And what I don't understand is. That's not where I thought you were going to go with it. You think I was going to go straight to chicken? I thought you were going to go asparagus. My business is blowing up. Thanks to. Oh, I thought you were going to do like, make oh, it you thought of, I was going to go straight to satire again. Yeah. Um, that would have been funny, but in that case, in that case, it's yeah. In that case, it's just like really bad marketing at that yeah. point or really good depending. So but, I guess that's a good point. That's a good that, point. Like, when does the observation become racist? Because I guess, they can, I, say, I guess with. they can say, well, you have white customers. You're making a generalization about black people at that point. Sure. Yeah. Right, which that that's racist. But I'm not making a generalization about black people. Racist is me thinking that one race is better than the other. Me saying, hey, I found out that most people from Germany prefer potatoes. That's not a fucking racist statement. Why the fuck? Why is it perceived as such? In this it, country, it, it's perceived as such because it's a minority class. And there are so some nuances. So you can't make observations that, about a minority at all? I think it's you have to tread lightly when you do. I think you really do. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you have to because that's how the the power structure is set. You get to sit on top of the the pyramid because you're not a minority. And so when you make observations about minorities, you have to be very careful about that if you're going to put it in a general statement. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that is the climate that we live in. I, th- I think it makes it difficult to talk. 
and it, it makes it more complicated and complex to navigate social media for sure. I mean, when when I when I was growing up, right, you have the Sesame Street stuff. And Gunnar, I'm sorry, I'm taking this so far away from your actual prepping, and I do want to get back to that. I don't want to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> and they do the um, you know, uh, three of these things are like the other. One, one of, of these, these things, things is not the same. Yeah, is not the same. Well, if that if that fourth thing happens to be. I mean, you can't say, if, if it's four people, right? Tell me I'm wrong. If it's four people, right? And, you know, three of these things are like the other. If that fourth person is wearing a towel on his head, are you not allowed to say it? Are you not allowed to say that he's not the same? Yeah. No, you're allowed to, are you're you? allowed to say that. Are you? I mean, yeah, you're allowed to say that. But you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to make a generalization about that one person and apply it to a mass of people. But isn't but isn't That's that very lesson? Because you can't do that with even with anybody. Isn't really. that very lesson teaching us to find pattern? Well, yes, absolutely. So what's wrong with finding pattern that happens to be? I, I'm not. What I'm saying is that we're trained to find patterns. Why is why is finding the pattern? Yeah, maybe what I said was insensitive, and it was supposed to be. It was for satire. Right. But why was finding the pattern after five episodes? Why finding that coincidence? Why does that become insensitive? That's just an observation. See, I don't think that is that was insensitive. I think you got nailed for the joke. I no. You got nailed for the ESL statement. Yes. Well, fuck that guy then, because it's because the fact is is that that's all of the. Evidence provided to you, and you made an observation based on that evidence. I, I think I think it was that combined with sending you back to Kim Jong, the combination okay, no, of the two. Okay, if he nailed you for the Kim Jong thing, then I'm with him on that. But not that. But the can, sending back part. This. The sending back, right? Okay, well, which was what we were yeah, talking about. Do you have leverage? And is the because leverage you're something making that, an observation that now you've now you've stepped now you've gone from observation of facts mm-hmm. to your opinion and what potentially well, but why is it happen? an opinion though that's not an opinion it's an observation still no so the the sending back you have no factual basis on you're just making it you're just that's why your, i asked you guys right and, and we and if it takes three years for citizenship is it not leverage for you're, three years it's leverage you're right but it's speculation it's not opinion there's a Specu- completely you're different right. It's, is you're, it, you're absolutely right. I use the wrong word. It's speculation. But that being said, speculation is heavily suggested. influenced by opinion. It, it, it can be. Yeah. It can be. I'm not that type of person. No, absolutely not. And, and I don't feel like I don't feel like I should be burned at the stake because I because because I'm speculating on something. It's just a strange. It was a strange pattern, and I'm trying to poke at reasons. Right. What other reasons? I mean, maybe there's other reasons. No, the fact is that's where my mind went when you told me that all these women are from other countries it's like they're alone they probably don't have a massive network to support them um and frankly i think i feel like a lot of these preppers this see this is speculation yeah but i think of why someone would get so into prep and i feel like it's kind of a because it's an escape almost it's an alternate reality where you're king shit yeah and I kind of feel like that's that may be an underlying in some of these guys. And of course, you would want someone if you wanted a partner, you wouldn't want to be questioned by your partner constantly, who especially had fucking ammo and shit. Like 
yeah, we have lights. Uh, yeah, we have a military, a massive military that would probably take an authoritarian position. And all this shit that you're doing is worthless because if they want to roll in here and fucking take in tanks and tell you what to do, you're doing it. And these guys actually do raids. Like, they actually do mock raids. One of them has the local police department bring in, like, like sheriff deputy, and they actually do a fake raid on these farms. Like, these guys, when I, like, some of them, they're actual, they're really, really prepping for, hey, somebody's going to come after my stash of food, and I need to be able to protect that and my children. Like, I don't want to make it sound like all of these guys are just bored guys that needed to find something in life. Like some of them take it more from a, um, from a freedom and, and self-defense. How many of these guys are ex-military? Um, are, there, that would, are there some, several? I don't believe any of them are. That's maybe not shocking one, to me. Maybe one of them. Yeah. Maybe one of them. In the second season. I haven't seen the first season. Netflix only has the second Gunner, season. Gunnar, you saw the first season? Yeah. Are there ex-military um, in there? I don't really remember there actually ever being. I don't remember one of. There was definitely one of the guys was one or two. Um, one of the guys definitely was, but he had been tons of things. He had been tons of things. Uh, one of the guys owns an amusement park, and that was interesting because I just feel like these are in, it, this, 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 the description of the people that you were describing to me are people that really fantasize about this stuff and don't actually know what happens when the fucking rubber hits the road. Like, they're prepping all their lives, but they don't actually know what it's like to be in, in the situation or to be in a, in a real-life threatening situation. So, so that's what's interesting about the way that the show produces it. I thought the show was going to make it out to be, like, like botched, right? Where these people made these strange life decisions, and now they need to—they're uh, they're almost a spectacle, Right, yeah. it's like it's like why would why would you spend all your life prepping like like they're crazy almost? But the show didn't paint it that way. The show actually paints it based on the score. How prepped are these people that actually claim to be preppers? And they use natural disasters as examples. So you know, just to kind of counter that point, um, the the people in New York City, the, the the most recent natural disaster with the population in New York City that it is now was was Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. and they can look directly at the problems that occurred from that disaster and at least prepare for those things. Sure. So the, a lot of them actually are based on on factual events. Um, they might use like they might use like a terrorist attack as as the closest thing that they can remember to people scrambling, or or it might be a riot that they remember where things were getting looted. Um, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and another interesting th- uh, part about this is like a lot of these people have, have they live in a specific area where they believe that their home is going to be uh, destroyed. So like um, like they may live on a fault line and they're like, when this fault goes, everything that I own is going to be gone. I need a bug out location. Because when this when this earthquake starts, this whole area is going to be destroyed. I need a bug out location, um, and I need enough food to last me for twelve months or something like that. So, I would say a lot of them actually are based on um, from what they understand to be factual. It's not just paranoia driving this. Right. They go back. They use and and there's a community of them, so they share some of these ideas. The the really the. What would make them look like heroes or not? You know, make them look like they're geniuses. Maybe it's a better term. It's just, it's, is, it's is just whether or not that one natural disaster is what they had prepared for, and that's the. One I mean, you happens. have all these doomsday preppers, right? And we just had a natural disaster with the the fires in California. Right. I didn't hear shit about doomsday preppers making a difference. Right. 
Right, but I mean, th- this is a national show. They're, they're, they go around. Maybe there will the be. Maybe States. the next season. The chances, be. the chances of one of those doomsday preppers happening to be where the fires occur. You know, you have a you have a small amount. Plus, that's the scenario where everything they have is destroyed. So sure. the best they could do is have a bug out location. Is that going to be on the news? I don't know. Right. I mean, doomsday. The the, the show would try to find them. I'm sure. But uh, would it be on the news when it occurs? No, because no. they don't want people to know where they are. They don't want people coming to them yeah. for food. Some things that I found interesting, like putting your like they they would use two liter bottles and they would put rice in two liter bottles. The two liter bottles uh, stack fairly well, and uh, on their sides. Um, but in the event of an earthquake, they don't shatter. Right. So one of the problems is, you know, if you have something that's glass, you know, glass or, or something yeah. like that, th- that, that it shatters. I noticed that theme. Like they all figured out that you that they're going to have two liter bottles kicking around. They're almost free to obtain um, and they can fill them with rice. One guy had a $40,000 tractor trailer drop off food. Just showed up right to his house. Just sits in his backyard. $40,000 worth of food, which that's going to be looted as soon as yeah. the disaster well, it occurs. it doesn't last. I mean, like, the, the other thing yeah, is a lot that of it they're, doesn't they're, last, yeah. they'll, they'll rot, you know, it's not... Yeah, um, another guy randomly poisoned his rations, and only his family knows which ones are poisoned. Right. Well, great. I mean... So then so that you've, way, you've, 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 <clears throat> you've committed at best negligent homicide. But the one that I thought was the most extreme is a guy bought a half a million dollar helicopter. Yep. I don't know. The this shit just sounds like it's it's cool, like it's interesting, but like honestly, what I find more interesting are like the guys that go out on YouTube and like do like the, you know, like the surviving the wild where like make shelters right. and fire and how to provide for yourself when you're out right. there. That's like a little bit more realistic than this doomsday prepper stuff. It's yeah. kind of like these I feel like these guys are obsessed with it and I think they'll say till they're blue in the face I hope this never happens I hope this never happens I hope this never happens but I just feel like underlying there's like I hope this does happen and I'm validated mm-hmm. and everyone will have to look to me and it's kind of like yeah but no one's gonna look to you because you're a psychopath that wants to fucking kill everybody else because you view them as a threat when the reality is I would assume in a survival situation you're gonna want to band together with everyone and try to figure out how to survive and and out of all the preppers there's only one that fits the description that you made where he and in his prepping was just living in the woods with his with his fiance for the night. She was fucking pissed. By the way, she was not an immigrant. <laughs> she was fucking pissed. And uh but she eventually was okay with it and they um he ended up he ended up um I think he had a, a bow. He did have he did have a weapon, fortunately. He had a bow and um and he they ended up eating rabbit over a fire. But what was impressive was he started the fire with he started the fire old school with rope and uh, so like the friction, the essentially. friction, yeah. yeah. And from what I've heard, that's very, very difficult to yeah. do. It's you better like find tw- hope it doesn't like rain. Tw- it's like twelve hours worth of work. Yeah, and he had a fire, and he was cooking a rabbit with his fiance. Um, that was the only guy that fits the description that you said, though, where he could just walk into a forest and just start living. Right, and it's you know, I, I, we've talked already on more than I care to about doomsday <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the doomsday of uh ever owning a piece of useful powerful computing equipment ever again for home gaming purposes or just in general so what gunner is referring to this past week um gunner or trace what was the event that it was it was uh announced at i think i thought it was gdc i think you're right i think it was announced at gdc 
And if it wasn't, it was announced anyway by Google. So it's a big announcement. They are rolling out a project called Stadia or Stadia. 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 Yep, Game Developer Conference. It was at the Games Developer Conference uh, this past week. Essentially, what they're trying to do is a streaming service for video games that you can play in your web browser or YouTube mm-hmm. um, to essentially, I mean, eradicate the console market. Yeah, the idea is that the controller itself is Wi-Fi connected. And connects directly to their servers. Yes, to the help. controller talks back to the Google servers. And you're playing the game on pretty much a rented video card at that point. Well, yeah. So essentially, they say you can, you could do this through like a Chromecast, which people don't know. Yeah. You plug it into the side of your smart TV. You're, mm-hmm. It's on your home network, and you can, you know, it's it, you can watch YouTube. You can you can tune into yeah. inter, the you have the internet, you, and you have access to like Hulu, Netflix, all that stuff, right? So what essentially you're doing, you're taking all of your computing power for those that are just regular console gamers or even PC gamers. You have your console, your PC, your rig, your Xbox One, let's say, because that's what I use. You're taking all that hardware and you're essentially sending it out to one of these massive high, high-end high servers and that is doing all of your computing and then it's just beaming the message to your location, to your yeah, network. It's, it's not much different than, uh, like, I in my, in my day job, I work in insurance and uh, some of the people that, that quote-unquote telecommute, which is the term for the people that work at home, um, but they're actually at work. So when you call their desk phone, it actually rings you know, something that's at their home, whether it's a virtual phone on the computer or we give them an actual physical phone, which we call a VPN phone, and that connects back to our network. When they're actually using the computer system, it doesn't make sense for us to put all of the computer programs on their computer at home. It's, it's overkill. It's very difficult to manage because they aren't actually connected to our network most of the time. So if we want to update their computer, they've already disconnected and now we can't get to it. So instead what we do is we give them kind of like, like um, it's almost like a dumb computer. It's just a computer that has enough power to connect and to open up the desktop of a computer at work. And those desktops at work are served up by something with with a lot more horsepower than anybody would have at their desk. And uh, in the IT world, they call it uh, remote desktop protocol. But what's really nice about remote desktop protocol is Microsoft has kind of perfected it. And what happens is if if you're if you're watching a video, so you know in insurance, one of the things is is a claims video, sure. right? You you have this 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 uh, this surveillance footage that they have to watch. Normally, that would be watched on your computer, and the video card inside your computer would actually draw the video. But now what's happening is somehow it's, it's, it's getting played miles and miles and miles away, but the audio and video are coming through like it's real time. Now, most people are like, oh, well, that's not really that impressive. I watch Netflix, um, HBO, Amazon. Some of the content is 4K, which is twice the quality of, of, of what we would consider HD. They call it Ultra HD. And what Google is promising is that you're getting this same quality, but the game, the entire game is, is happening remotely, which it's not much different than working from home. The, the, the major difference is that if you're watching a video that's intended to be watched at home, and the audio and the video are half a second late, you don't know that they're half a second late. 
right. because you consume them when they arrive to your eyes. When this becomes different is when you have a controller. So now you hit a button on it. And now if, if that video makes it to you half a second late, it's, it's considered latency, lag. That's the part where Google claims, hey, we can fix this problem. And this is something that, and Gunnar probably knows more about this than, than, than both of us, uh, Wade, is they're not the first one to promise this. Um, they're just the first one to make a grandiose announcement on the promise of this, right? The other gaming companies have already attempted this, right? And Microsoft Connor? has a cloud. I know Sony has a, has a cloud computing, oh, it, streaming, know. beaming, if you will, network. Gaming thing. Well, you know, we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago for a separate one of my separate outside projects. Like Unreal Engine has this thing called um, Pixel Stream, which is that their they their game engine is like you know the new version of Unreal has it built in at the API layer that you can do all of the 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 big back end render kind of you know like the game logic stuff remotely and just push that frame buffer across to a target device that has a you know has a browser and you know it be, besides that you know it does all this capture like the the, the big I, I guess and we were talking you know we were talking here a little bit outside outside us during during uh behind the sausage we had a mo- beside behind the curtain we had a moment um <laughs> The the big difference with Stadia versus something like Google or, or um, Nvidia or Microsoft's previous you know current or you know current or future offerings is that they're based on the premise of that you're just pushing a single session down to a client, and Stadia is like no, we're gonna we're gonna give you a whole API stack like we do for YouTube. And it handles all that. It basically, you're writing you're writing a game that you're consuming in the same thing like you do a live stream from a YouTube video. And but, but it's that, isn't that whole API stack? Isn't that kind of isn't it kind of just them trying to shove their garbage services down our? Throats? Oh no, that's the whole because point. It's they're, they well, they they do stuff like they take annotations away from YouTube video. Oh, but by the way, you can click on a fucking you can click on a fucking uh, video game advertisement and it will launch that game to that portion of that game on your... No. No. The game developers aren't going to let you just jump to a scene in a game. As a demo, they might. As a demo, maybe. No, if but, they... but what if, you, what if you spend 20 minutes inside this, this, this section of level three in a demo so there's, but and then they, they tell you to buy the game and they make you start from the beginning the experience doesn't really make sense to me it's them saying hey we already own YouTube we can do this end to end awesome feature but it's going to end up being garbage YouTube. the reason I feel this way is because they did this with Google Plus they shoved their API down everybody's throats <clears> and it turned they ended up they ended Google Plus right Google Plus just went away I mean it's technically still like like kind of on life support right now but it's essentially dead um, they've done the same thing with Google Voice, right? They Google had Google Glass. Voice. It was directly integrated with some of their chat services. They had Google Chat, which you could have an API to talk to. Google has been notorious for promising APIs and then just... Oh, yeah, but the the other thing is, is that there was no way of directly monetizing them from day one other than getting you know customer data. And this is this is different. Well, this is different because this is, okay, alpha, so this, is alpha, this is alpha. This is like Alphabet legitimately 
for one, you know, like even YouTube, YouTube, they really never got the whole like, how the fuck are we going to consistently make money off of this? I, Stadia, Stadia is like an actual corporate. YouTube product. Red was was a, essentially the blueprint for what they probably wanted to roll, roll out with Stadia, with a subscription fee, a monthly subscription fee coming out. Mm-hmm. I get um, the monthly subscription fee, but my, my problem is is that they promised this end to end crap. Well. They're under certain assumptions. Number one, they're under the assumption that people consume streaming video on YouTube. Now, a lot of it they do, but a lot of it they also don't. Well, you, you know, you're you're fix you're fixing. Okay, 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 where, where I'm going, I am. I'm fixating on this because YouTube because that's it, I'm, marketing I'm saying, garbage. No, I'm saying that you, I'm not saying <clears> that talking. YouTube is the avenue that you get to. I'm saying that YouTube is the YouTube is a model that you can use to kind of frame the context of how the Stadia service is going to work. But we all know it's going to work perfectly with YouTube. But the moment that Twitch wants to integrate with this shit, Twitch is going to constantly have to change their code because Google is going to be changing their API. And that's what they've done historically. It's going to be very, very difficult. They're actually going to push the other video providers out if it is successful. But the thing is, is that we have to, that's a huge if. Why are they promising integration when they haven't even, when they haven't even delivered on the concept, right? Well, that's you Google's have, thing, though, right? They, you, they they dream big and then they fall short on certain things, like Google Plus, Google mm-hmm. Google Lens or Glass or whatever mm-hmm. it was called. <clears throat> and they just abandoned, abandoned, abandoned the wreckage. And that's my that's my concern here is that we don't even know if there's a market for streaming gaming with our current state of the internet. The, the United um, States is very very poor internet connection. That's that's that's, that's my four K. They can't even guarantee unless you have a twenty five megabit dedicated connection. Right. That means it can't dip under twenty five. If it does, you're going to lose pixels. Well, also, what type of latency are we talking? Tra- tra- Where is the compute happening? Tra- trace. Is it happening in New York City? What if you pick up Chicago? What if you pick up California? You're, you're missing. You're missing the. You're, you're missing the end point of what Stadia is for. And I guess Stadia. Stadia is. Like the next step in this concept of you is the thing that's getting sold because Stadia is a framework for constructing constructing interactive problem sets that they can see hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people trying to solve. Gunner, train, but, but Gunner, train you're doom machines. and gloom, and that's fine. No, I love that, your perspective on that, but it's more than that, right? You can't say that the only purpose of this is for Google to use us as a compute engine. You can't possibly say that's the only goal, right? There's other goals. No, no, no. Number I'm, one is to make commission off of to make commission off of video game sales. Yes. That's well, going to make immediate money. The first title that they have is this Doom uh, Eternal, right? Yep. Doom Eternal is the first, and they worked with id, which was very smart because id, uh, they're great game developers. They made the original Doom. Um, they made Quake. Um, what other titles did they make? Uh, was Did they do Return to Castle Wolfenstein? Yeah. They did. You, did, you, did, they did you? Uh, I think they did uh, Duke Nukem. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, and I guess I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but, but Stadia, box, I'm sorry. Stadia, Stadia is literally like that fucking, like the fucking mass data center equivalent of that last Starfighter arcade game. <laughs> so it's essentially what Gunner is saying here for the layman, because you guys are kind of packing in a lot of um, things that some some layman might not understand. What Gunner essentially is saying is they are imagine yourself gaming on this Stadia platform. So. Actually, let's break this down. There's a controller that looks like an Xbox controller, a PlayStation controller, whatever. It's shaped like an Xbox controller. The sticks are in the configuration of a PlayStation controller. You turn that shit on and bang, on your screen, 
you're going to have an interface where you say, okay, I'm on the Stadia interface or whatever, and I want to play a game. A browser comes up that will look like YouTube from all intents and purposes that I've seen, and you can literally, with the sticks, go in, select the game you want to play, and bang, it starts up, loads up on your TV, and then you play the game right there. You don't have to turn an on button on. You don't have to install anything. What Gunner is saying is that now, as soon as you turn that shit on, Google starts recording what you do. So there are certain games where you make moral decisions, kind of like the um, Mass Effect games, uh, Dragon Age games, where you can choose to kill everyone, where you can choose to be a shitty person, you can choose to whatever. But also on top of that, I play a game PUBG, right? It's recording all of my behaviors. What are my behaviors typically? How does Wade play? Um, You know, there are there are there are decisions you have to make. Pretty much every second or half second, you have to make a decision. If you see an enemy, do you engage? Do you wait? Do you some, do something sneaky? If you down one, do you kill him immediately? Do you use him as bait for his other teammates to try and save him? Like So it starts recording all of these decisions you're making, build, essentially building a gaming profile to you. And what Gunner, I think, is concerned with, and maybe not even concerned with, but just stating the fact, now they've created not only a gaming profile, but potentially a profile for you. And millions of other people, they compile that data to try and find patterns, and now you're categorized potentially in a system that Google created that you just thought was a gaming platform, but to them, they've created essentially a profile of you. But Gunner's going even more doom and gloom. For sure. Because I know the way Gunner's mind thinks here. Gunner's actually saying that we're solving compute problems for them. Well, we're just just giving them They actually have real-world problems. Like we're testers almost. We're actually the engine. Right, you don't need a processor when a human can figure it out. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like you're you you're almost you could be an artificial intelligence engine. You could be a math engine. There's so many problems that you could solve. Um, there could be uh, you could have a data set that Google that Google is contracted to have. You change that data set from uh, and you want to sort it right. You want to sort a very very complex data set so that it's easier to get to. You can watch how humans interact with a version of that data set, and then you can start using the humans to sort that data for people. And this isn't a crazy concept, right? This is yeah yeah. It's what Capture was for a while, and Capture is the hey I'm not a robot check button. Before that, what Capture was is it made you read words that were in a picture and then actually type type them them out. The the thing with Capture, and this is where this is where Google proved what Gunner is saying is actually possible is Google was back scanning a lot of old documents. And on, on a lot of those old documents, the, the character recognition of the computer couldn't figure out certain words. So one portion of that CAPTCHA uh, and, and some people don't even remember CAPTCHA, but it, they probably still there's a couple of websites where they have to look at these weird pictures. One of them they knew the answer to. The other one they didn't. And this is where it gets strange. What Google was doing was they decided to exploit humanity to do this translation. The computer actually wasn't smart enough. So they decided to ask humans. And what would happen was, Wade, you would read that second one. It might be really blurry, but you'd say, um, you know, I think the word is beard. And then I would read it and I'd say, I think the word is beard. And then Gunner would read it and he'd say, I think the word is beer. And between the three of us, they'd say, we got a 90% match on the word beard. It is beard. Hey, computer, now you know something you didn't know before. Sure. This is where it actually gets into the compute stack. It gets into the what, what most people call artificial intelligence, although 
in my opinion, that's not artificial intelligence. You know, that's just teaching it another chess move. Well, it's yeah, it's not sentience. Right. <clears throat> right. And that's what AI, when we talk about AI, like in the science fiction term, we're talking about sentience. Right. Not, but in the modern day term, it's... It's what, what did you call it? What was the term you used? Machine learning. Machine learning. Yeah, yeah. Where it just it just has a whole bunch of rule sets. It's creating more logic, basing mm-hmm. it off the previous experiences. Right. Which you could argue is what a human is, but the human's a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah, humans. But that being said, <clears throat> let's go back to Stadia. Yeah. So latency right off the bat is a major question, a major factor. I have faster. You know how they do it? I don't. What's that? You know how they do it? Gunner knows. You know how they deal with latency? They fake it. <clears throat> this is where it gets strange. Okay. Right? Gunnar, talk to us about how you fake latency. Because you've been talking about the same exact problem, podcast after podcast, about about whether it feels real, like with the VR stuff, um, the timing of, of when you interact with stuff, if, if it can actually happen, uh, the predictive, pretty much it's predictive, right? Yeah. Well, it, and again, it, it gets into this idea, because this is where, like, you look at the hardware specs that they have too, um, but it's they'll they're pulling me- you know like they're pulling metrics from your session as well. Like you know, Quake. The the, the basis example is like when Quake used to have its uh, linear acceleration algorithm. Like it, it knows it knows how you know like it has a parametric of it knows how fast you can move or slow down from a keyboard input. So. Um, and you have a certain fixed number of interactions that you can encounter so that like if, if it you know like on on the server side so that's where you're you're, you're you know like in a half-life deathmatch so you basically the, the the server's tracking like event states between all the clients and for the most part it's pretty it's pretty good like you have like 100 milli, you know like it used to be 100 milli, you know it used to be like was it 100 millisecond 100 milliseconds was about about bearable yeah, that was well, about. I think, I think like where you really start to notice is once it gets over one twenty or one sixty. Well, you know, but 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 where you know, and again, where the streaming stuff it's gets like into is like, is that all that client side compute doesn't have to change. State. It's like it, 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 where the trick is is that they because they've moved everything over to the server side. Mm-hmm. You have these predictive algorithms that are running. But before you had to pull, you had to query state from every single one of these individual clients remotely and hit the server. Mm-hmm. And now they're all on the same box on the local bus they're on in the, the same, same memory. Box, but they still suffer the same latency. Well, issues. you, well, you're, well, you're, you're you command, don't know you're, if they command see, but, but you don't know if they see the person step in front of them half a second before. Or, or at that same time, because their latency could be almost zero, or their latency could be half of a second. And you're also going round robin now. Yeah. Right? You you touch the controller. It goes all the way to the server. And then the action comes all the way back to the screen. So you're doubling. Any latency that you see, you're doubling it. And you have to compensate for double. And I don't think, I don't think, A, just a side, side note, I don't believe that they can actually compensate for the latency. Uh, I guarantee well, you. Well, no, no, because it, they, they kind get, of can. This and this is where Gunnar's saying the engines already had, they already had it. Because, like, so Wade, if, if we played against somebody that was in, was in Russia or something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, if they're, let's say their ping was over 200. Probably 300 or, yeah, yeah. 260 to 300. They looked fine on our screen. But when you, sh- sh- when you actually shot them, there was certain times where the bullets would go around the wall and kill them. Right. 
or or vice versa. Yeah. And that's be- even though you had you had rounded the corner, you were still in front of them on your screen. And these are this is where I believe the games are going to be unplayable. I really think if that not unplayable, the quality of certain types of games. Right. And Gunner, I would imagine you would agree with me on this. Is at least in the competitive fighting games. I would say the competitive first-person shooters. Which is why it's well, impressive you, that Doom's you, on board you, with this. You, 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 but this you, is you say Doom that, is not really. You a f- say that Rolling Thunder. Like I don't know if you, you, did you get a, did you get a chance to play Rolling Thunder? I've not had a chance to play yet. Well, because no, it was because it was it was out. They took it away. Oh, they they took Rolling Thunder down. Well, because it was a demo. Because again, like there's a weird hole in it. So um, Rolling Thunder was actually like this robot fighting game, and mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that it was more a tech demo. For this company that makes middleware, and to the point of Rolling Thunder was a fighting game that does exactly this. So it it, it was it was kind of a proof of concept that all of that stuff is like or is remote. Like there, you know, because that was you were you were you were effectively it didn't matter whether you were playing through a browser session or on the client that was directly installed on the PC. Like it was that because it it it, it did it, again. It's that predict you know because we've got. We were able to throw so much predictive analytics at this stuff now that, you know, like, I, I, again, there, there, there's always the issue of, there's going to be, there's always the issue of there is going to be input lag. Yeah. That's, that's unavoidable. You know, it's just the flow of electrons. But the thing is, is that a, a game is, it, a game by its very nature is I've structured things within a certain context. You know, like, I have a certain branching event of possibilities that can occur. And for the most part, the longer that you study those models, the better you can be predicting of what, what something is, what what that eventual outcome is. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to have edge cases where it's like, oh fuck, frame reset. Mm-hmm. But, but I you, mean, Gunnar, you and I have argued, I believe, even on this podcast about latency problems. Yeah, well, no, you're, and we you're, talked you're, about like the different the wire control. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and like. Um, and how the hardcore, like like you look at a game like Super Smash Brothers, which, like you said, Wade, like a fighting game where timing is very specific. You get these, you get this controller that's physically wired, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't believe you at the time, and, and and I will apologize and say you were right. Um, but I'm like, no, use the fucking Bluetooth controller; it's just as fast. And you're like, and, and you, what you said to me was, no, it's actually not even close. So I went online and I looked this up. And it turns out that even the latest specification of Bluetooth does not send as many input um, does not send as many inputs per second as an old schooled wired GameCube controller. Latest Bluetooth doesn't come close to 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 a GameCube controller. That's if you think about the the competitive gamer sitting down and playing, they're playing on an old TV. They're playing with those wired controllers. They don't even want to go to Bluetooth, which is fractions, like 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 milliseconds, not tens of milliseconds or hundreds of milliseconds, but actually milliseconds of difference. They don't want to sacrifice. How the hell is Stadia going to pull it off? They're going to tell us to eat shit. I mean, like yeah, I, that's I, for, like for, that's for, my concern. Primary, primary, primarily, I mean, like that's Microsoft has already kind of hemmed and hawed about this. We'll see if they stick, like because that was. That was the whole thing with uh, the one that they were going to try and force everybody to stream. Yeah, you know, it, it's there is, you know, in, Nvidia Nvidia has not done us any favors by fucking with fucking with the market price of, of GPUs. 
because that was their brilliant scheme and it's kind of you can you can argue that like where we are right now is just a natural circumstance of the of just cap you know capitalist consolidation of a market but it's just it's fucking they're, expensive they're and... promising 4k now they're promising 8k yeah on the same hardware well, okay, because, we, I just don't think we have the infrastructure. A, we from, have the infrastructure from, from, to support from, from, it. From, well, I mean, like, so, I mean, n- ignore the fact that the average Chromecast can't go to can't go to eight K, right? From but, an actual rendering still, perspective, it's actually the, the, the cost. The cost. The, the actual from an actual rendering perspective, uh, especially on AMD and on AMD's render pipeline, the cost from going from four K to eight K is actually relatively small. Like you know, like there's not. It's within. If you have hardware that can sufficiently render 4K 4K frames at 60 frames per second, and like you have like a a 15 percent overhead available capacity, if you're tuned for it, 8K. Yeah, because 8K. The big thing with 8K, it isn't more geometry; it's the textures. And if they're using HBM or something like that, then who who gives a fuck? Because you have the stream, you have the bandwidth. To move move things in and out like this is this like the stadia thing like i'm actually um right now if you look at the hardware sheet that they did on it like because they wouldn't specifically say what the cpu was in it it looks like the beefy like the beefy version of that one what is it hades canyon the it, the intel the intel cpu that had the integrated vega graphics on it like they have a vega 56 like it, it's weird because effectively what they're doing is they're building a video card that has a CPU stuck on the same die as the graphics core, and it's using the graphics memory instead of the other way around. Yeah, but that's not what we're plugging into our TVs today. That's not what Stadia's promised to be run on. Right? No, no, no. That's 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 what the Stadia backend hardware is. So because you're the well, backend hardware, yeah. But but how does that make it to your client with a latency that's playable? <clears throat> that's the part that I still struggle with. Get, get good internet. I mean, like, you know, I, I, but I, we I know. do have good internet because this is not. This is not. They say you got to have twenty-five megabits per second. It's really not the throughput that's the problem. It's the latency. Yep. Right. Yeah. If you don't have the throughput, you might have to run it at a smaller resolution. Well, but, but the other thing is, is it, still a decent gaming. If you, if you have crappy latency, they can they can just again. It's if the if if the la- if you have. If you have latency, but it's consistent, that's where the that's where you know that's where the bullshit that's where the bullshit stuff comes. In. That's what I'm interested is to see how how well the bullshit works. That's the part I'm interested yeah. in seeing is how well you know the the fast timing games how well they're able to bullshit their way through. I know that when I've played deathmatch online and people have high pings, mm-hmm. it's actually not terrible. But I, I mean, Wade, you've been gaming, Gunner. I don't know if you do too, but but how 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 is it in today's world? Do you see people's three hundred millisecond ping still and be able to tell when you're playing? You against can tell them? when you're playing against someone when when there's something fishy going on with with someone's latency. You can tell. Um, I know some telling things in PUBG. You'll just see a guy, you know, not not even just kind of, not even jump, but kind of jump like like. You're aiming, and then he's there, and he's not there. He's fucking three hundred meters what, further but, than he but, was but, before. But, but you instant. get, but again, and this is where this is where this part of that artifact is that you are not able to pull positional information from him again because you're you're talking about 
the you have the controller input lag versus I, the actual I, I, the, yeah, the actual Gunner's saying is that lag. the server knows its position better in Stadia than it would in in the conservative compute at, in your house. But there's going to be latency waiting. with my inputs as well. Right, right. Yes. that's the problem. So but, I, I did this thing where we tried getting the HDMI in the back of the Xbox mm-hmm. um, it, over over my my winter vacation. We tried using the HDMI on the back of the Xbox um, in order to hook up a Nintendo Switch. And the reason for this was is because there was limited ports on the TV. The TV was wall-mounted, and it was very difficult to get to some of the extra ports on the TV. So we said, you know what? The Xbox has this HDMI in. Let's try it out. Now, Xbox is kind of smart that they have this port because what you can do is you can use the Xbox as a DVR. So if you have a cable box plugged into the Xbox, you can, you can download your guide, and you can record your shows and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. But this goes back to the audio-video thing. If the audio and the video's uh, latency is the same, you don't know because you didn't know when that episode of Friends started. You don't care that it's, that it's 200 milliseconds behind. It all feels live. It doesn't really matter. The moment that you have input into that, that's when it starts getting strange. If you're selecting a menu system and there's a 100 millisecond delay, it's not a huge deal, but I'll tell you, we got the Nintendo Switch hooked up through that plug, there was probably 50 to 100 millisecond delay between the controller input and what we saw on the TV. Unplayable. Yeah. The game was unplayable with a tiny amount of lag. And if you go online, you find these people are doing the same thing. All they want, they might have one HDMI port that they can use and they want to go through the back of their Xbox for it. They they all say you can't really play a fast game like in, in our case it was it was smash brothers we could not play smash brothers with that even mario kart the, you turning a hundred milliseconds too late completely destroys the experience and that's and and i think that's a truth that's undeniable and i'm worried that google will just say eh, fuck it you'll just have to deal with it yeah. like you'll just have to accept the state of the that state of the game the aspect of the game just degrading and not being as good and, and ultimately, I think that's where this that's that's probably where this fails, and that's where this stops. You want to play certain games that are maybe single player with not as tight a controls needed. I'm sure it's great for that. Um, but as as far as like competitive gaming, which frankly that's where all the money is, you it's not going to happen. It's or, not going to work. Or there's something that we're missing. Right, and that's right? possible that we. Or are. there's something that we're missing. Or there's something inside Google Chrome, inside these. Um, Chromecasts that actually has 3D capabilities built in. They've been sitting there dormant this whole time, and they've just been waiting to unleash. There's a microphone. microphone. There's a microphone hidden in it too. You know, just because. <laughs> sure, but 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 but, but realistically, right, <laughs> yeah. Gunner? Yep. Or they've had this 3D tech sitting dormant in all of these things. It was part of their long-term plan. And now they're finally turning it on. That these little tiny Chromecast miniature hockey puck <clears throat> things that everybody's plugging into their TVs have always had this 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 graphics capabilities. And, and I think it's plausible, right? I mean, you've seen like uh, like with some of the DIY stuff, Gunner. You've seen like some of the what, what people pushing like the Raspberry Pi three D three D processors yep. to the limits. Yeah, they can do some real polygon stuff. Is there a chance that that's just been sitting dormant this whole time? Something tells me that that it's impossible with the with the with the Chrome browser though, because some of these desktops are straight up garbage. Some of these We're desktops. Find out. 
Well, we're, we're going to find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, and there are some cooler aspects that, you know, with the integration thing in mind where, you know, they've got the demo of you can now stream without having all the capture cards and all this and that. You can just stream outright right then and there, and then people could join your stream immediately. Like, it'll tell you, let's say you're playing NBA 2K, which is a basketball game. Let's say you're playing, and then there are it'll make suggestions because it recognizes other people are playing as well and you could join their game and have a competitive game with them and there are like cool like social aspects of it that i find interesting but that being said i don't think they've got this latency thing really figured out um because if not really because they're not a they're they're not even considering the the issue the things of it being an issue they're just like no it's fixed game either What's that? They're not a serious gaming platform either, and <clears throat> no. that's something that that's very interesting to me. It's not like they're. It's not like they partnered with with Xbox on this, right? Right. Which would have made sense. Pick PlayStation. Pick Xbox. Find out what the people are doing and what they're using and what games they're playing, and partner with them. But no, instead they're just jumping into the market with a Wi-Fi controller. Yeah. And saying, hey, you can play. It is impressive that they got Doom to jump on board. Um. But yeah, as far as Doom being a competitive shooter, it's not. It's specifically the Doom that came out. There's like a deathmatch version, but nobody plays it. Well, okay. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, when he did the Quake Arena port on the browser, like all on the browser over a weekend? Like John Carmack, like he 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 rebuilt the entire Quake engine. Was it Quake Three or Quake Arena? Not Quake Three, because Quake Arena the new was the Quake. Arena, like you know, you know the guy with the you know like the the, the you know the like kind of like how they had a Unreal Tournament or something like that, but they the, you know it was the had Doom guy in it, like all the different like monster characters. So I think there was one dude who was just a giant eyeball. I have no idea what Quake Arena is. Is that like old Doom? No, there's a new Quake that came out called Quake Arena, and uh-huh. it's just the deathmatch, right? Yes, and that came out last year, I think. Oh, well, okay. Well, no, but he so it was a, it was the old, old Quake, but you know it was it was that it was the original version of that game. Uh-huh. But Carmack before because the other thing is that Carmack you know Carmack and the browser. Id don't like each other anymore. But yes, he over a weekend just as kind of an exercise, he did it so it would run all server side. And you're playing the game through web G. You're playing the web the game on a WebGL session on your local desktop. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because people do s- stuff like that. Did you know that somebody hacked the um, the Touch Bar on the new MacBook Pros, and they they had Doom run on the Touch Bar? Really? So the entire Doom game was in the little. That's awesome. It's like 640. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm overestimating, but it's it's got a high amount of pixels on it mm. so they were able to fit the whole game on there but it looked disgusting because everything well, was squished yeah. absolutely but yeah somebody was running doom on the uh, on the touch bar that's, that's funny um now this is somewhat related um and i didn't even we didn't even talk about talking about this but um apple ever all the rumors right now are pushing towards them releasing a tv service with their with their next big announcements <clears throat> that's not apple tv um, well, so the Apple TV right now is like a Roku, right? right? It's just like a dumb box. They don't actually offer any services. The closest thing is iTunes. Okay, gotcha. You can pay per episode, but they don't actually offer a service. Um, the rumors right now are, the, the, it definitely has to do with television. It's definitely going to, they, they're calling it a big announcement. Um, and they have players like HBO and Showtime. It sounds like it's going to be, uh, it's going to compete with like YouTube TV. It's going to be a... TV package 
Okay. With with some original content. Hmm. You guys heard anything about this? I haven't heard a word. No, I mean, so. I heard I heard that there was some discussion about it, but it, it, it's. <sighs> Apple's fucking boring. <laughs> I mean, like, um, you know, I, I guess there, there's not. <sighs> big, big whoop. I mean, you know, like it, it, the thing is, is they had, they had, they had their moment to do this, and you know, like they'll, 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 they'll drop a product, and I'm sure people will buy it. And what's, what's the compelling, what's the compelling use case? I'd say I think for... the most interesting part about it. We don't know what services they're going to offer. You know, they're going to partner with some of the major television providers, right? You're going to get something along the lines of your CBS All Access. You're going to get something along the lines of your HBOs. What I find interesting about it is that they refuse to strike a deal with Netflix in any of this. They're trying to push Netflix out and saying, no, you know what? We aren't... and. What the speculation is saying is that it all stems from the fact that Netflix stopped giving them the 15% of their uh, monthly renewals. Yeah, because you shouldn't. (laughs) You're a fucking landlord, Apple. You're not like you. (laughs) Whatever ingenuity you used to have. It's gone. Apple Apple effectively became has become IBM with. More sweaters, but it's not just Apple, right? I mean, you have Disney. Apple wants their fifteen percent, right? And that's some controversy. They're not the only ones. The YouTube app for uh, the uh, Amazon Fire, right? The Fire TV. Mm -hmm. The YouTube app was pulled for the exact same reason. Because Amazon wanted the. Because Google didn't want to give Amazon that fifteen percent. Because. My th- the Amazon <clears throat> app and Google Play Store won't allow you to use your Google Play credit card. You have to open up a new browser to Amazon and pay through Amazon's website every time you want to purchase. Because Amazon doesn't want to pay Google that 15%. And I and now, can't blame anybody. I don't know if it's actually 15% across the board, but you get the point. Yeah. And I... What are you... Why are they giving you 15% of anything you like because are you doing that much work the interesting part is that what they've done is they've broken the app model and when the app model came out it made sense right i have a game called angry birds and i love to use that as an example because it's an awesome game first of all so is the pig one where you gotta engineer a way to survive but uh i make angry birds nobody actually wants to pay money for it so I'm going to offer it for free, and there's going to be advertisements. Sure. However, if somebody decides that they want to pay for it, they shouldn't have to go and download a new version of Angry Birds. So you have an in-app purchase, and the in-app purchase will remove ads. Google and Apple, and now that Amazon is becoming a serious app store as well, they all have to come up with a decision. What's our take on in-app purchases? Well, the initial thought by all of the executives from all of these companies was, it's no different than a regular purchase. And that makes sense because if they don't create in-app purchases to, if they don't operate under the same rules, then it's an easy way to circumvent that 15%. So Angry Birds says, we're fine with that. If it weren't for your app platform, our company wouldn't even exist. 
So we'll give you that 15%. Thank you for letting us be on your store. They did the one-time purchase is $1.99, or maybe they, they purchase more. They want to unlock some new levels without beating some of them. Those in-app purchases, the, Angry Birds has no issue with it. But that's because Angry Birds is not a marketplace. <clears throat> right. What happens is when you have a marketplace inside a marketplace, these problems occur. And in the retail industry, this is really the concept of wholesaling, right? Amazon sells stuff. They're... They make their they make their profit off of the idea that they're selling stuff. So really, their app being installed inside the Google or Apple store, it's more like they're a wholesaler, right? Give me a discounted rate because I don't actually have a product that I sell. People just sell products through mine. So in the case of like HBO Go, for example, right? HBO Go costs or HBO Now, whichever, um, they're the exact same service. They just, one of them, you have to have a cable subscription. The other one you can buy outright. And I believe they're the same price. But um, you get HBO Go, right? And it costs $9 a month, let's say. It might be 11 I don't remember. If you're going to use Apple to pay that 9 bucks, Apple's like, well, I want the 15%. But... That's a subscription forever. It's not a one-time purchase, right? right? It's a subscription forever. What it's doing, it's creating the App Store war. And the App Store war is causing strange things. Things like Apple announcing a TV service and specifically saying Netflix is not in the lineup. There is not a tier you can buy that's going to get you Netflix. Because Netflix said, fuck you, Apple. And they made it so that all the purchases go through the Netflix website. Netflix won't give us 15%. Why would we throw them into our Cool Kids Club? Because that's what people fucking want. And that's what Apple is so deluded because they're sniffing their own farts and they're a fucking echo chamber over there, it seems, that they're just going to say, well, there are so many Apple fans that they'll just get over it and not worry about Netflix. And it's like, no, dude, Netflix is still king right now they're pumping out awesome shit we just dedicated a third of our podcast talking about one fucking thing that they did mm -hmm. like you don't have the magic right now apple you need to maybe consider playing nice with the people that do and that's that's the truth of it i think that's why gunner doesn't want to talk about apple because they're they are fucking boring because they've become landlords they're not ingenuitive they're not inventing new things they're just trying to cash in on the on on you know on Steve Jobs's corpse essentially but they're going to make an announcement about TV and they they have a unified platform that people are consuming stuff on right now the iPhone and the iPads um, not so much the desktops they still haven't broken through but most people that I know have iPhones Whatever TV service that they offer is going to be compatible with that. I don't know how it's going to make it to their television. Well, yeah, that they think, well, we've got an installed base, so this is going to work. But wait, you know. So what, are you, what you're saying essentially is that somebody's going to have to, what are they going to have to do to consume Netflix on your? You're, you're going to have to pay Netflix a separate subscription fee. You won't be able to. Yeah, so get I already paid Netflix, deal. but now I'm going to pay Apple for everything else. I, I think it's, you know what? Good. Keep doing it, Apple. I can't wait to see the backlash. It's, but it's working for YouTube. Yeah. Right? YouTube TV is actually selling. I actually don't know. I don't know. Do you use YouTube TV? I know people that do. And yeah, they really like anybody. it. YouTube TV is very popular for people that want sports. But from what I've heard, um, <laughs> out of all things, um, is it is it Sony? What's the View one? Is that Sony? 
View. PlayStation View? Maybe, yeah. Is, do I have that right? That's actually that's actually rated the highest for sports consumption, and I don't I don't know anybody that's ever subscribed to it. But it's rated very high for for bang for your buck, right? You have a lot of sports that you want to consume. They have a lot of sports content. Um, one of the big things that people are looking for right now, and, and, and it's a void. Um, YouTube seems to have tackled this problem, but most have not. Is yeah, I can get to my movies. Yeah, I can get to my streaming content, my dramas. Maybe I'm okay watching last year's. Uh, uh, you know, doomsday preppers, and I don't need to be subscribed to to uh, National Geographic or whatever whatever TV station um, it plays live on. That's okay for people that don't watch sports. Once sports comes into play, people are still with their cable subscribers. Yeah, we well, need it live. You need it right then and there. Yeah, yeah. And that's a spot where where YouTube is pretty good about it. Views pretty good about it. But there's still a pretty big open market there, and the cord cutters. I seem to get mixed opinions from them on Netflix. They're like, oh, I've, I've watched everything on Netflix. And it's not that they've watched everything. It's that they can't really... The, the discovery process is getting tough for them. They feel like they've watched most of the shows that were recommended, and the ones that they're trying to stumble upon aren't really that good. So I think it's plausible. You tell these people, hey, you know what? For the same price or a little bit more, um, and Apple hasn't announced their monthly their monthly subscription fee, but for a little bit more, yeah, you're going to have to drop Netflix, but look at these other networks you're going to gain access to. Yeah, I mean, I, I see. I don't know. I, maybe it's just because my personal opinion, I'm not compelled in in the least bit. If you tell me I can't have Netflix, then I don't want your service. I mean, there's no point in it. Why? Why would I? Why do I have to, to sacrifice what I currently subscribe to because you don't get along with them? And, and I think Apple they don't understand. I mean, they understand, but they don't. They don't have. They want to jump into original content, and they they aren't there yet. Right? They could Dude, invest no millions is, into no original content. No one is content. there yet. I feel like is anyone aside from Netflix doing great original content? Uh, it, I mean, Disney. In regard to the new, in regard to the <laughs> the new players on the block, um, I don't believe so. Um, and, and, and there was just figures released um, this past week. Netflix original content is now over fifty percent of viewership. People are more likely to subscribe to Netflix because of a show that they call original content, which some of it is and isn't. We've talked about that before. Right. Some of what they call original content is licensed from BBC, but still you can't watch it otherwise. Right. Not easily. Right. It, they finally tipped over, and now the majority of the content is original series. And, and it makes sense. This robot thing that we're talking about, right? Great series. I hope there's more. Although you you, you argued that it's not even a series. What did you call it? It was an anthology, an anthology, essentially, because it's not really... None of them are interconnected or related, right. which is different from the Animatrix. And the Animatrix, they all revolve around this one universe. These are just an anthology of separate stories, right? which is also awesome. And hopefully, like I said, it's almost... It seemed to me like a showcase, right? Like a showcase I, of artistry. I can't wait for another season. I really I hope really there's more. I really, really do hope there's more. I have five more episodes to go, but it's awesome. But so, so that's something that's brand new. But I mean, they have they have quite a few original shows. They have um, uh, the one with the guy from Arrested Development there, where he uh, Ozark. Yep. Right. Ozark has has a has a good cast. It's got um, it's got I think the 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 Jason uh, Bateman. I think is yep. The Jason Bateman, name. and then the woman is uh, Laura Linney, I believe. Okay. Um. Who's a she's she's a pretty good actress. She's been in some A-list films. That's a pretty good series. It's got good acting in it. Um, that's a Netflix original. You got uh, Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, 
which is done now. But House like, of Cards, yeah. You can't deny the acting. Kevin Spacey, piece of shit or not, is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. And it had good viewership when, when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I could tell you, I definitely stopped watching it. I didn't. It didn't feel the same. No. Without that child molester on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're coming out with more and more original content. For Apple to just jump in and, and try to compete with that, I don't know. I, I wonder if they're going into the wrong industry. I want Apple to come out with cool new stuff. I don't necessarily want to write them a check for television. And ultimately, this does tie back to Stadia in, in the aspect of, which Gunnar has brought up a lot, games as a service, things as a service. Like you no longer own the 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 things that you're purchasing, right? Like if this Stadia thing goes through, I don't own any games anymore. I just stream them. And frankly, a lot of those terms of services state that they could pull those off of the list and I can, you know, I'll never get to play that game again. And frankly, that's what, I mean, Netflix could do it too, but Apple could do it too. And anybody could really do it. If they decide, you know what? We had some agreement that was kind of ass backwards. Our legal team got it wrong and we're paying more than we feel that we should. We're just going to pull it off the shelf. And and when it comes to TV content, I don't think people are as upset. Yeah, maybe I can't watch Friends again and I loved the show, but boo-hoo, right? If you really want to, you can go find a copy of it, you know, that's pirated and you just own it anyway and you can watch it anyway. But video games are a little bit different, right? That's like somebody taking a Lego collection away. You've actually spent a lot of time. You've invested a lot of time into this game. You've progressed with this game. And it's happened. Um, it's happened. It happened a bunch. The whole Marvel, the whole like there, you know, like there was a period of time where if it wasn't an EA game, like they they took all the Marvel games down off their electronic stores. You could you could Deadpool, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, like you had to pirate because there was they you weren't you allowed play you weren't allowed to buy. Bought? Like they 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 well, they like they had an active licensing that yeah. shut it down or something. Yeah. Or like you know you, you know you have Windows game you have win, if, if you know, well I mean we've already gotten to that point where like with Windows games you know Windows Windows or was it Windows for games live or something like that. you know the Microsoft service mm-hmm. they have to patch them retroactively or if they needed game if somebody was a dumbass and fucking used GameSpot as your matchmaking service instead of the you know like there are there are you know like we can patch stuff but that's because we actually have the code. Like we're running the software. I mean, like you know, if you go if you go to everything lives on Amazon or Google's data center, then you never see you never see the executable. You're never gonna. No one's ever gonna freaking. You know, there's no there's never gonna be a backport of vanilla WoW. And the and the question then arises, right? Like, let's say um, I'm forgetting, and I that sucks that I'm forgetting who said it. Uh, Rooster Teeth. Um, one of the guys on. Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth on the Rooster Teeth team, uh, I think it was. It's a it's a podcast um, similar to ours in that it's tech and gaming, but mm-hmm. way more popular than ours. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the guys on their team was talking about. Um, he's big into. Uh, actually, no, that's not Rooster Teeth. And I that for that I apologize. There's a YouTuber called Some Ordinary Gamer. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of dark web stuff too, but he, mm-hmm. he games quite a bit. He does a lot of his stuff is uh, emulation. He plays a lot of emulation games. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this would potentially go away. He's like, perfect example. Super Metroid, a 10 out of 10 game. Like, 
it's essentially, I mean, it's about as perfect a game as you can get. It's awesome. It's great. And, you know, it's old. But the reason that people are still playing it is because there is there was hardware that you could pull the direct ROMs from, mm-hmm. and it was preserved. There was like a perseverance, right? And people caringly kind of preserve these games and update them and, and things like that. Like, you know, Nintendo updated it so that you could play it on the Switch and play it on the yeah. uh, Wii or whatever. But if these games release in only digital format... Mm-hmm. And then they stop making the company money. Then what's to say that they're just going to preserve it and 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 say right. you know for for retro gamers, even if it was a great game, but like Fortnite's a pretty good example. Although it's not though, because it's you have the executable on your computer, or you know you have the game on your on your console. But if it was just to be streaming, if if you know Epic's like yeah, it's done, it's dead, it's no longer making us money, just throw it out, throw yeah. it in the trash. There's nothing anyone can do. Because yeah. you don't own that. That's mm-hmm. not on your side anymore. It's on their side. They own it, and they're just you're just paying the license. You're just using paying for the subscription for the license to play it. But to that same point, there are a lot of there are a lot of gaming companies that keep old games alive for a long time just because they want they don't want it the bad PR backlash for the few you know the less than one percent of people that are still playing it. You yeah. know, sometime and they got it. They got to retire it. I, I guess in that case, they should almost hand it over to public domain. They should say, hey, y- y- let the community take on this game. And therein maybe lies the problem in their refusal that, to. Because yeah, they're, well, they're because, saying, well, if there's interest in them, then you should be paying for it. Right. That's that's. I think that's the conundrum, right? Even though less than 1% of people might be playing Mario 1, if it were free, it might start taking up 2 or 3% of people's gaming. Because now they don't have to worry about uh, paying for it, and and I, I noticed it with my children. I I, I got a, a ROM of Mario One, and I threw it on I threw it on our, our computer, and I gave them a controller, and they played it for hours. Now, I feel like I'm allowed to let them play that because I've bought it so many times yeah, no over. Shit. Like I yeah. bought it for the original Nintendo. I bought it for the Super Nintendo as part of the Mario All-Stars. I bought it for the Wii. And yeah, I could plug the fucking Wii in and I could play it on the Wii. But the problem is is that I have the memory chip on the Wii I've lost and and now I got to go buy it again. And the other thing is is that the Wii, I'm using the Wii controllers, whereas on a PC I can pick whichever controller I want to. It's a little bit more modular. Why can't I let them play this game? Because they're making an argument that well, because the version that you're playing on the new medium is a new version that we sunk development time into, yeah, which they didn't. But that's they, the reality. Yeah, they yeah. actually took some of the bugs out. Yeah, well, they did. Like you can't get stuck in some yeah, of the but walls. You, is it really would... worth fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars? Though no, absolutely not. Well, is it worth it? it it's worth. It's the game is worth the money. Yes. Is it worth ba- paying for it three or four times? I don't know. I mean, shouldn't I just be able to use the version that I bought way back then and be able to keep it and emulate it on on some new hardware? Maybe that's the argument. Maybe they say in order to integrate it onto the new hardware and and make it compatible with the new hardware, there's a cost for that, and that's the cost that you're absorbing. But I feel like it's not a... It's not representative of what the actual cost is. If you rack up everyone that purchased that version... Did it really cost you that much to do that? To pay probably one or two developers or people on your development team to fix those small bugs? Like, was it really that much man hours that you spent on that? And I think it comes down to intellectual property philosophy. And, like, if you look at it, like uh, Adobe, 
they, re- they realized, they're like, you know what? We don't really need to hang on to the source code for Photoshop 1.0 anymore. And what they did is they said, have it. Right. Have it. Public domain. Take it. Now, yeah. unfortunately, it's a black and white version of Photoshop. That's how fucking old it is. Yeah. It's designed for black and white computers. So it's not all that useful. But there is code in there that we can take and we can learn from. Or if you really like that old version, you can be nostalgic and you can use it. Microsoft did the same thing. They decided that they were going to open source their calculator program of all programs. They said, here, have it. And um, people can learn. They're like, hey, how did Microsoft decide um, you know, how to program that square root button versus versus the next company. So it's 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 a philosophy. Is Are, are the, the major game developers going to jump onto that philosophy anytime soon? Probably not no. because they can continue to profit from the sales of it. But the scary part is, is they can also pull them down. That's what my, that's, that is a concern of mine as far as, you know, that you've now put, if I have a game, well, my, the biggest problem for me is like, you know, I play a lot of online games, multiplayer games. So if it just becomes not popular anymore, then th- that's screwed. So that's also like a harrowing thing, I guess, I, I face. When the game starts to lose population, starts to lose people playing, then maybe it sucks too. Mm-hmm. But if I have like, you know, one of the games that I purchased um, in the App Store or whatever on my Xbox, in the Xbox Store, the Microsoft Store, excuse me, I can always play that game, right? It's a single player game. No issues, but if they decided if if right. I no longer own that game, and they decided that they're just not going to support it or it's not going to run anymore, they're shutting the servers down on it. Like that's it, man. I don't have a choice, and I can't play that game ever again, even you're, though I paid for it. You're you're they're really forcing people to to use piracy tools. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're I can do it. Forcing people but to do it. Yeah. But that being said, we are at the two hour mark. Bam! We are at the two. That went by really, really quickly. Mauer. <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening. Um, give us a like, a listen, and a share for sure. And uh, we'll see you later. Oh, I missed, I missed the window. Jesus okay. Christ.